Hi, readers. I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. I thought we were talking about Queen Charlotte right now, but I think Jordan's intent was to just announce that we're doing a Queen Charlotte episode. Um, so <laughs> readers, we are doing a Queen Charlotte episode. Welcome to the episode. This is <laughs> this is chaotic. This is called Things Readers Should Know or Listeners. We still flip flop. We still don't know. I don't know what to call everyone. Yes. Oh, <laughs> actually, though, we had that very nice listener uh-huh. comment. Uh-huh. Oh, the Instagram one that I shared? Yes, that oh, one. Yes. Uh, someone said that she uh, found her people. People. We, <laughs> we are here for you. Yes. We also found our people. We, we just want to find people. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised uh, how many people were drawn in for Crown Duel. Like how many people low-key love it? Because I feel like nobody ever talks about it. And then everyone's like, this is my favorite book ever. And I'm like, thank you. I want to see this on the Instagram reels. Yeah. Like, this should be a book talk book. Mm-hmm. Yes, that it should. Instead of, uh, am I going to trigger you? Oh, my God. What book are you <laughs> struggling with? I just growled. <laughs> And not in the like sexy fey way, in the like <laughs> I am angry. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Do we yeah, let's let's get into it. Just jump into Just it. Just hate into it. The fourth wing. This fucking book. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm gonna rage review mm-hmm. um this book. Not in full because I couldn't get through the whole fucking book. Ugh. Okay, so in short, the fourth wing is all over Instagram, mm-hmm. all over book talk mm-hmm. as a like if you like X, Y, and Z, pick your favorite fucking fantasy romance book. This is the one you should read next. And then I read the description. I'm like, oh, actually and i i even like i got on the phone with you and i said hey yeah, you were talking about it like this looks like it'll be fantastic yep. and so it's i think in short about this kind of invalid type heroine mm. whose mother and sister are these badass dragon warriors mm. and they have this weird society system that's broken out you're either like a fucking healer mm-hmm. or you're a dragon rider or you're a scribe hmm. and she our main heroine was on track to be a scribe her whole life because she has this like immune deficiency thing mm. i didn't get far enough to figure out what her fucking problem was um <laughs> <What> her fucking <laughs> problem was fucking problem problem <laughs> god this is i can't even speak i mm. i no. i think that was me fucking up you were talking normally and I just like frocking problem. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyways. So the heroine is forced by her badass general style mother hmm. to compete for the position of becoming like a dragon rider thing. Hmm. And these people, these writers have bonds with the dragons again. I mean, it sounds promising. It sounds like a book. Right. That we Doesn't read. this sound really yeah. good? And uh, like in the beginning, she's like trying to trudge up the stairs to have this meeting with her very stoic mother. Mm-hmm. And she's got like a ruck on mm-hmm. and it's it's 30 pounds and it's so heavy and she can barely make it because uh, she's this poor oh. invalid little type. I'm like, OK, mm-hmm. yeah, great. Been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what really killed me oh. is there's just too much. You know what? I'm going to put a pin in that, and I'm going to pull up what I sent you about this book. Oh, God. It was a rant. It was a rant because <laughs> I can't do it justice just from, from memory. Oh, God. Um, it was just... Mm, See, because it, it shows the magic in evil, potentially evil power of TikTok, because as you're talking about it, I'm like, oh, this sounds great. Like, I've seen a bunch of, like, ads for it. Like, I would probably read this. Well, And, and it's only Jordan's anger that is holding me at bay. <laughs> just like describing this book like oh maybe i maybe i should give it a second chance maybe i need to go back and check it out okay so i'm just just like mm. keep this uh note to yourself forever (laughs) um yes so just gonna quote myself here well it's a gigantic fucking flop on the fourth wing (laughs) reads like fan fiction written by someone whose only exposure to reading has been the most mainstream turned into movie tropey garbage oh that's it fucking aggressive like insult like that that burns <laughs> i hope so it burned my eyes <sighs> trying to read that book god because was it just like cringy 
very. Uh, it was. It it just felt like. And but maybe it's a style thing. Mm, maybe because you and I were talking earlier about how a lot of the more recent books have mm-hmm. just this kind of cringy, cringy. Mm-hmm. The writing isn't very good. It isn't very distinctive or yeah uh that's how i felt uh jumping into another book that i dnf'd uh two of them so the house of beating wings this one was like all over tiktok too um and it's on kindle unlimited so i'm like okay this is like very low threshold like let me try it trash absolute trash it was cringy it was like not i didn't even get more than like three or four percent and i'm like i don't think i can do this because it's just uh there's a fine line sometimes with fantasy romance between like cringy and like, oh, this is actually good. And I feel like that's the skill of the author sometimes. But it's like, it's exactly like how you, you were describing the fourth wing. It's just like this feels like they were following a formula, but not very well. And like people are just deprived of good fantasy romance recommendations that they're like, oh my God, they're just latching good. onto everything. Yeah. Cause uh, in the same vein is fucking. Where did I write it down? This is a very much not appropriate for young readers episode. Uh, no, yeah, not <laughs> at all. Uh, where did I write it down? Kingdom of the Wicked? Yeah. Oh, my God. Triggered immediately. <laughs> That's another one that it's just like the character is cringy. She is like uh, meant to be the strong heroine and she's not. Like it's all just this very like you get a strong male character who's like, you know, allegedly morally gray. Like it irritates me when people are described that way and they don't actually do anything that's actually morally gray. They're just like, Oh, you know, like I'll fucking kill you. It's like, that's, that's not morally gray. That's just abusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's <laughs> yep. black. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, but also that they don't do like actually, you know, you're like all talk unless you like murder a village and then you have to come back from that or you murdered a village because, you know, there was a bunch of, people using it as like a safe haven or like they're not actually any morally great acts. They're we, just like described that way. We read a morally great character. Undying yeah. King. Yep. There you go. That is an actually morally gray character. And like, so I'm tired of these books being like, oh, a morally gray character, enemies to lovers. And it's like, this is a formula, uh, not well done, not written well. It's cringy. Like this is a character that I don't see myself in. The heroine is just like, walked all over it but she's like oh but i'm you know proud of myself and i'm doing hard things and it's like you're not doing anything like you're just whining the whole time and then all of these good things are happening to you like (laughs) (laughs) yeah those were both dnfs like the the one i got like halfway through kingdom of the wicked and i was like i can't fucking do this to myself anymore uh but house of the beating wings i didn't even try (laughs) all right i'm gonna like i have to go through because i think both of those are my on my tbr list yep I hate, why is there not an option on Goodreads to DNF books? I wish there was. Yeah. Because they keep popping up and I'm like, oh, let me read this. And Absolutely. I'm like, no, not again. Fucking again. <laughs> but one of those Instagram things that have been all over is the, um, where the villain gets the girl. Because mm. they're never actually villains. No. Like, again, they're just like, because even I will say, um, a court of uh, thorns and roses, like, Rysand or Resand or whatever, he's not really a villain. He's the good guy. He is the good guy. He's not even morally gray. The only thing that he does that's actually morally gray is it that the final book, Nesta's book, when he doesn't tell her about the pregnancy. That's the only morally gray Mm -hmm. thing. So, like, you can't describe him as morally gray if it's at the end of the series. Like, it's kind of like, okay, we're going to dive down a nerd hole. It's kind of like in D&D, right? Are you chaotic good, chaotic oh, neutral, yeah. or like chaotic evil? Mm-hmm. Most fucking people are chaotic good, yeah, right? Like yep. there's very few villains. Those are your, you know, mass murderers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, chaotic neutral is another like w- rare one that you yeah. ever see. And I think this is mirrored in all of these heroes and mm-hmm. heroines that we see. Yeah. It's, uh, what is that book by V.E. Schwab? The Have Invisible you- Life of Addie LaRue? Uh, Other one. That one, I would say he's actually morally gray. If not bad. Did you read that one? No. Oh, okay. So he's actually, he's kind of like fucked up. Like he is like traumatically abusing this girl throughout their life. But like, and goes back and forth. Like sometimes he'll do nice things and then he does like sometimes fucked up things. Mm-hmm. So that's like an actually morally great character. But the other one by V.E. Schwab. God, what is it? Vicious? 
Did you ever read mm-hmm. those? I don't think I've read any of her books. Oh, Do okay. I need to? Yeah. Um, I don't know that you would like it. It's more on the like sci-fi modern day almost, but it's still fantasy. But the two characters, they're two guys that went to college together. They were friends until they had um this like they kept on doing experiments to try to turn into like superheroes kind of or have like crazy super abilities and there was a girl that they were both friends with and both in love with and then she died i think during the experiments and so they blame each other for it and so they're they do all kinds of fucked up things together it's like that's an actually morally great character because like you get him doing good things for like this orphan girl that they kind of like adopt but then he's also doing these fucked up things like trying to completely destroy this guy so it's like that's an actually morally great character that's actually a villain who then could have like some kind of redemption arc. But it's like all of these books, it's just like an actually good guy and then he's mean. So it's like, oh, It's like a good guy in bad circumstances. Yeah. I mean, that kind of, that's a good segue, honestly, into discussing like our best heroes and heroines. Mm. So like we started off on a really harsh note. Yeah. (laughs) We're not normally this angry, I feel like. (laughs) We're going to hop around a bunch of different topics this episode, but we re- we wanted to do this kind of mid-season recap review of everything that we've done so far and everything that is to come mm-hmm. and then kind of touch on some of the things we've picked up and some patterns and stuff we've yeah. learned. Yeah. Um, so out of all the books we've reviewed, that includes like the full-length pod books and our pick of the week books, mm-hmm. we narrowed down our best heroine and hero rankings. Mm-hmm. And something I'm seeing like on our best hero list is... They're all good dudes. They're all good dudes yeah. who do the right thing at the right time. And yep. if they do the wrong thing, it's probably for a good reason. Yeah. Or what they think is a good reason. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, do you want to talk about our, like, we have three best heroes and two mm-hmm. two best heroines. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So for best hero, we have um, Red from Daughter of the Forest. Uh, we have Poe from Graceling and then Shavraith from Crown Duel. And I feel like they all kind of have that similar, um, they're distant, aloof, but they're like kind of emotionally mature mm-hmm. and they like um, understand that the heroine is going to like go off on some kind of self-denial trip, uh, but they'll just be there, you know, waiting until she figures her shit out. <laughs> I think Red is probably the most mature of all the characters. I would say so. And I also love the fact that he gave up his whole kingdom yeah. for Sorsha. Because I feel like that's always the cop out for these heroes is they like don't actually have to give up anything. They just like get the girl without having to like work. But he's like, no, I love her more than I want to be like king of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's by far, I think, for, for what we've read now, right? Because mm-hmm. So this is only the books we have reviewed on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would put him at the top. I mean, yeah. Crown Duel uh, with Shivraith, I mean, he will always have, I think mm-hmm. like many people, he'll have a special <laughs> place in our hearts. Uh-huh. Uh, I just wish we got more, uh, like I've said it before, a stronger romance line between yeah. him and Mal throughout that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want like an adult version of Crown Duel. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Let's fan ourselves yep. just a little bit there. <laughs> See, this is Victorian oh. Jordan coming out. Oh, but Dan Rick. <laughs> Oh my God. (laughs) And I will say like, this isn't to say that we like like the good guys because uh, we've talked about this book so many fucking times. Master of Crows. Oh my gosh. How did, okay. Well, we haven't, we haven't. Oh yeah. Well, we'll come back to that point. Okay. Heroines. Do you want to talk to our, about our heroines? I mean, (laughs) okay. Before we talk about our heroines, we should just say it. Master of Crows. Okay. Master of Crows. Just do it. Yes. Uh, The main love interest in Master of Crows, the like hero in that total anti-hero kind of an asshole like kind of he is an asshole he stabs someone yeah he's a super asshole uh very like uh possessive jealous but also is like kind of like mean and keeps people at a distance so very much a morally great character actually well written there we go (laughs) absolutely um and we both love him love him love him Mm -hmm. love that book so it's not to say that we like the good guys it's like we like male role characters that are written well <laughs> and welcome to not another heroine where we talk about the best and worst fictional heroines <laughs> this is true yeah. um anyway but master we bring up master of crows because part of the thing we wanted to do on this episode is talk about our future upcoming books Woo! and we 
we kind of came to the conclusion that if we're going to talk about Master of Crows in pretty much every episode yep. we, we have, <laughs> we should probably review Master of Crows. Yes. So that is upcoming at mm-hmm. a date to be determined. Mm-hmm. I will also say, I think we've talked about it, but that book is super raunchy. Um, so those episodes are not going to be for uh, a younger audience. If and you, we're going to giggle through the whole thing. <laughs> you remember the Undying King yep. and how raunchy that was? Um, this is like 8,000 times worse. It, yep. It's way longer. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm still, I'm pr- like imagining, I think it's like the first time that they have sex uh, and she has like fucking rug burns all over the back of her ba- yeah that's literally something that happens in this book <laughs> yes yeah so for spicy reads uh very spicy. we I always recommend read. master cross <laughs> wait to review this one because it's gonna you're gonna giggle so much i am absolutely there's no way to get through that without no, giggling. no way yep um, but, what's the other book that we have tentatively mm, planned that we also always talk about and now we need to actually get into this is this is a big one mm-hmm Akatar. Yep. We are going to read it. We're going to talk about it. We're not going to hate on it. I feel like there are good things. Like there's a reason that so many people love this book. Um, but we're also going to like be more rational about it, I think, than some people it are. It's so much attention. And also with the TV show coming up. Yeah. yeah. Which okay. allegedly seems like it's permanently on hold. Oh, I hadn't heard that yet. Yeah. Because I guess Sarah J. Mass, um, which reasonably like wants to stick to her kind of artistic vision for the show and like what she had in the storyline. Um, but the like production company, I think it's Hulu. Or, oh, I don't know who it is, but they are like, no, we want to make it more family friendly. And oh, she's hell like, no. uh, you do know how much sex is in this book, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if they ever got past that impasse but there's like a girl on tiktok who does like akatar updates and that was one of hers recently i mean so that, who knows that makes sense i mean just yeah. sell to hbo yeah like, exactly just make it game of thrones part two like done get, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's coming we do not know yet when but it yep. will be this season yep what are we reading next are we going to do our best heroine we I'm sorry. We are so all over the place. <laughs> we did our best heroes. But you know what? Best heroine is probably a good note to close out on. So we'll save that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that is. Because that's their whole like shtick. So back to. <laughs> full circle. Full circle. <laughs> back to what we are reading next next. Uh-huh. As in. I am so excited for this. Well, it's not the next episode though. No, because we're doing Bridgerton episode next. Yeah. So we haven't announced that. Well, there's your announcement. Uh, we're doing- We did at the beginning. I'm going to go to a corner. <laughs> Jordan is here, but not here. Not here. <laughs> well, uh, okay. But yeah. we did not explain that we are going to be doing more movies and TV shows. That's true. Yeah. So I feel like Queen Charlotte's going to be the first one that we're going to talk about the TV show. And then at some time in the future, we're going to read the book mm-hmm. that uh, Shonda Rhimes and Julia Quinn. Julia Quinn wrote together for that. Um, and we'll review that book too. But then um, our next one is a movie that we all know and love. I watch it uh, continually. I purchased it on Amazon so I wouldn't have to rent it a bunch of times. Uh, My voice cracked too, but at what cost? Uh, We're reading Twilight. It's Twilight. (laughs) I love how you said you bought it on Amazon. Bitch, I have the DVD. Oh my God. (laughs) I don't even think I own something that can like play a DVD. I don't either, but uh, <laughs> it's that, just like an ancient art. I have artifact. a whole flip book of DVDs. Oh my god! Because <laughs> I can't get rid of it. Like that's that's fair. Hundreds of movies, I but know. like you that know, is blasphemy. I know. Back before it was, you know, Netflix and Hulu were the thing. That is true. I that is true. Am dating myself. Anyway, we're doing Twilight. I'm so excited. I the book is going to be hard to get through though. So <laughs> this is a hmm, we thought. Our podcast needed a villain. Yeah, we did. And we already talk about said villain enough that he might as well defend himself. <laughs> so um, Rob, who we have mentioned several times, mm-hmm. yes, uh, will be guest hosting <laughs> the Twilight books. Yep. <laughs> Which is so fun because I think we've talked about Rob enough. Um, he is very, uh, this is going to sound bad, but like intellectually snooty, uh, but in like a fun, <laughs> endearing way. <laughs> 
he and was, we were forcing him to read the most cult fiction. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I, I bought him a copy of Twilight oh and God. he was traveling this last week. And I said, you have to read it on the plane because we're going to start recording soon. And he just gave me the most, like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Look. And so he, he got back pretty recently and I said, did you finish the book? He left it at home. He Checks was no, not a chance in hell he would have brought twilight because i got i made sure i got the very distinctive twilight cover oh, yes oh yeah no. <laughs> just imagine this man in the airport that has like a scarf on and like a sweater vest and he's reading twilight <laughs> <laughs> oh he's gonna kill us he hates when he oh, <laughs> the scarf thing that is fair. it's a trigger yeah but he uh is absolutely a very like dashing renaissance man but yes that is actually that's a great description of yes, Rob. Dashing yes. Renaissance. Man. Yeah. He can play the piano. He like he can sing too. He, what? I know. It's very annoying. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, he paints. He reads a lot of like, like landscapes, like stuff that should be in a gallery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're gonna force him to read Twilight. Yeah. This is this is good. <laughs> I'm so good excited. For him. I know, me too. This will be a growth experience. It's gonna be so sassy. Uh yeah, he's gonna be unbearable. <laughs> he's gonna use so many words that we can't pronounce. Mm -hmm. uh, at least he can like in real time fact check our pronunciation of things. So what he does do for us already is he'll listen to an episode and then text us afterwards. <laughs> it was actually this word and this is how you say it. I think there was one time that he's like, I have no idea what Kitty was trying to say. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. Either. Unrecognizable. <laughs> yeah, fair. Anyway. Yes. So that is coming up. And uh, we have two other books that are probably going to be after the Twilight books, unless there's one that we stumble across that we're like, we need to do this right now. And it bypasses everything. Unless listeners, you recommend a book. If that you is true. recommend a book, that shoots up right to the top. Yep. That's what happened with Graceling. Yep. That's why we just like, oh, we're going to read Graceling now. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so the two other books, um, the first one, Half a Soul. Oh, my God. So I love that book. fucking cute. Uh, who is it? I think it's Olivia Atwater. Yeah. I, I think. Is that right? I'm almost positive. Yeah. Half a soul. I mean, I love half a soul, but not as much as I love the next book. Oh, it is Olivia Atwater. And it's called Regency Fairy Tales. Um, so uh, that's Jordan in a three-word phrase. Uh, what's the next one? <laughs> the next one is Poison Study. <laughs> such an underrated good fucking book maria study maria snyder is the author and if you haven't read it dear god read, read it this right now yeah before we even talk about it read it it's like master of crows level for us yeah but uh not cleaner as muddy. way yeah. cleaner way it's, cleaner it's why a new way I, I i would say it's like new a or at least it felt kind of new a when i read it for the first time it's so but good so fucking good and underrated nobody talks about I it i caught shivrayeth vibes on the hero in that book i could see that mm -hmm. yeah but the heroine is very not uh, mel no no but very like um approachable approachable, approachable. <laughs> <laughs> new words okay um but like approachable like reasonable like uh very uh what's the word when you're like i can see myself in that person uh relatable yeah relatable <laughs> <laughs> relatable sometimes i think we do need a camera just so people can see the the facial expressions yeah that you make. i'm gonna get wrinkles uh probably within the next two to three years with how much my face moves um when i'm talking <laughs> As I'm talking right now, my eyebrows are like halfway up my head. Just a little. Okay. But so just so you can get a visual, this Katie has eyes. If you've Zoe Deschanel. Oh, yeah. But Zoe bigger, Deschanel. Yeah. Bigger than her eyes. Yeah. Zoe Deschanel with like size 1.5 yeah. eyes. Massive Bambi. Bambi blue eyes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I use them at all points uh -huh. to very talk for me. <laughs> Sometimes in negative circumstances. Uh, yeah. If you want to Google a picture of a Tibetan sand fox, I have been told that's my angry face. I need to see this. So, yeah. Just imagine angry Tibetan sand fox with Zoe Deschanel anime eyes. And that is me. I'm going to get my reaction. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> the timing of that sentence. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Yep. Fun fact, uh, <laughs> when I was working in a separate office from Jordan, uh, there was uh, my direct supervisor. He print out a picture of this sand fox and he put it on his computer and uh, we were facing each other across the room. And there would be times that he would look at the little fox picture on his computer and then look up and see it in real life. <laughs> Please, dear God, <sighs> listeners, look up Tibetan fox. 
This is Katie. Yep. It's literally. This is angry Katie. Yep. <laughs> when I see another TikTok that says, you know, uh, enemies to lovers, morally great character, and it's not, this is my face. I'm sure you can find a clip of a Tibetan fox so you can put it on a reel. <laughs> Perfect. It's yep. like, no, Done. that is not. <laughs> Solid. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yep. Um, we got derailed. A little bit. Um, uh, we, but that's the books that we're, yeah. we have scheduled. So you'll. The next episode will be Queen Charlotte, mm -hmm. and then Twilight, mm -hmm. Half a Soul, and then Poison Study. And yes. then at some point, we will read Akatar and Master of Crows. Yeah. I almost want to read Master of Crows before we read Akatar. Yeah. I just love that book. Oh, I didn't put that in a particular order. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Master of Crows. <laughs> if not immediately after Poison Study. <laughs> and I also think like we should read Akatar and um a court of mist and fury together i agree i feel like that should be like a six episode kind of and i feel like our listeners probably agree too because they're almost written as like a duology a, yeah. like book one and or like part one and part two that's how i read those two yeah like, and I, I did too really feel the need to read i read the book three i don't remember what happened in book three i don't think i did yeah i'll be honest oh can i just rant a little bit on the whole yeah. book book talk instagram bullshit <laughs> why are we obsessed with nesta's story i because it's sex <sighs> so this might be a controversial take but i feel like women are so deprived of like porn that's written for women that we have all of these books that kind of like cater to that almost and so people are like wow well written porn with like actual like emotional connection and they're like i love this more than anything but it's like i feel like we can do better for women <laughs> yeah way way better you could yeah. master of crows yeah great example really? of like better like a whole better story yep like an actual story and yep. not just sex scene after sex scene yep which I will say there's a time and a place for sex scene after sex scene, but Master of Crows has sex scene after sex scene, but there's actual stories and like a reasonable development of those. It's not just like, uh, here's a half-assed story so I could write sex and make more money. Mm -hmm. That felt very mean. Wow, <laughs> that's meaner than I, you normally go. <laughs> that felt very mean and not good. You channeled I, my it, energy is on it that not, one. I, I did, I did. I'm that was angry Victorian woman. That was Tibetan fox. That, that was. was the Tibetan sand fox popped out um but yeah controversial take but how about we just write better porn for women so that yeah. we can have uh you know actual and, books okay, that are enjoyable better porn for women we don't mean 50 shades of gray no <laughs> okay so yeah uh 50 shades of gray i don't think is a good portrayal of bdsm relationships like 100 percent. if that's what you want to do and you have consent from your partner awesome uh do not use 50 shades of gray as your like textbook for that uh you know maybe seek out better sources of information i can't i can't comment on it because i never read it i uh read the first one and uh questionable like <laughs> practices like that's not a safe relationship that's mm. toxic and not a fun way <laughs> yeah yeah do better yep just do better just write porn for women instead of just aggressive angry actually <laughs> we, so i have porn for women the ladies tutor we talked about it oh oh yeah it's like a bodice ripper it's or something a, oh it's way more oh, than bodice Jesus. ripper <laughs> well, okay so actually i'm gonna look it up and then what do we have to go over next uh I think we're almost. We have some discussion. We have points. some like discussion points, which is really just us raging about things. But when don't we do that? Oh, and <laughs> oh, we have to. We do have to evaluate all the books for all those categories. Oh, that's true. Yeah, literally the most important thing that I just get past. <clears throat> mm. Oh, that's actually, uh, speaking of, sorry, porn for women got me derailed. <laughs> Wait, I was I was thinking of. Uh, uh, books that I may or may not have read uh, that fall into that <laughs> category. Um, I don't know that I've ever finished a book uh, by this author because huh. I think I started reading it too young and I was That's alarmed. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> but That's fair. I think Beatrice Small writes. Beatrice Small. I think her. I think I tried to read one book by her and it was probably fine. I just the scenes were so graphic and I was too young for them. That's fair. I feel like I have seen these covers. Uh, a love for all time. I'm almost positive I've seen. Interesting. Because I feel like women are also shamed too about reading these. Um uh what's a uh Allie Hazelwood. So I don't think you read a lot of like modern romance. 
Um, Allie Hazelwood, the love hypothesis, that was smut. That was extremely graphic detail, like raunchy as heck. But it was like well written, I thought. Mm -hmm. um, like don't shame people if they're reading these cute romance books. Like just let women live their life without making fun of them. <laughs> right. Like and I say women inclusively. That means anyone that identifies as a woman. Exactly. I just want to say that. <laughs> well, so yeah. I can see there's two sides of the argument, right? Because a lot of people get up in arms with like erotica, basically, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, you wouldn't watch your porn in public, but like it's okay for a woman to read Fifty Shades of Grey on a bus, right? Mm. Um, there's a line. I can see that. Right? Um, this is why they make those like little book covers that you can slice. Yeah. <laughs> Full send back to the 90s. <laughs> also why Kindles exist. Also um, true. So yeah. there is that. But I don't know. Reading is just a little. Yeah. I Yeah. Hmm. Um, I do. Can I read the synopsis of this book? Oh, yeah. The bodice well, ripper that's not just yes. a bodice ripper. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it is pretty. Well, it is just a bodice ripper, but it's such a it's like a well done. Hmm. What exactly what we're looking for. OK. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to read the whole description. <laughs> so, um, oh, dear. This is OK. So <laughs> this is the Victorian woman coming out. She's fanning herself now. <laughs> Why am I fanning myself? Okay, this is the uh, this is the synopsis like on the like Amazon site for it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I have to get my self out. Okay, Usa, you're All fine. Right. I'm fine. <laughs> All right, <laughs> fine. An education in pleasure. Oh Jesus! <laughs> okay, now I understand. <laughs> okay, so married young to a man handpicked by her father, Elizabeth. I can't say this fucking name. <laughs> is an oh my god i picked the wrong book yeah you did um is an ideal victorian lady <laughs> <laughs> she has she has borne two sons and endured in, endured 16 years of selfless duty in a passionless marriage oh craving a man's loving touch oh. yet loyal <laughs> to her wedding vows elizabeth is determined to seduce her coldly indifferent husband she knows of only one man who can teach her the erotic secrets of love. Oh, someone else? A lesson in love. <laughs> <laughs> the bastard son of an English countess and an Arab sheik, Ramiel Devington, was reared to embrace both Western culture and Eastern pleasure. Scorned by society and challenged by Prim Elizabeth's request, he undertakes her instruction in the art of sensual delight. <laughs> But when the lessons become a temptation, neither can resist. Elizabeth is forced to choose between obligation and a bold, forbidden passion. <laughs> uh, so I feel like we delved a little bit into some like weird Orientalism. Uh, like, I don't. But also, this reads like the plot of a Bridgerton series. It sure does. I have no idea when this came out. It would have been like maybe the 90s oh so that checks out yeah um <laughs> i'm looking but also literally sounds exactly like eyeballs I may 28th no there's no way i think this is the the newer edition oh yeah what does it say it says 2013 but I there's think no there's way. no fucking way that <laughs> that description made it through um uh, no <laughs> um when i might be able to find it Let's see. Um, I think it is. It's got to be the 90s. Because I, I feel like that was when uh, there was the whole like erotica revolution. September 1st, 2000. Okay. So like end. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there was still. That's a good segue. Uh, the 2000s the mm. for YA uh, books. So that would have been the era of the princess diaries yes and uh gossip girl mm -hmm. so that kind of checks out that we have some very questionable things happening uh and that's something that me and jordan wanted to talk about because we were talking about uh okay so this was our like train of thought let me like walk you through this so you're not like, it's why the fuck very are we talking chaotic about? <laughs> if you couldn't tell if we so this episode is pretty much unscripted yeah and our other episodes are have an outline yep and this is what we do when we don't have one yep. <laughs> yeah just everywhere um so this was the train of thought so you guys can understand how we got to like y2k uh you know problematic in youth literature um shonda rhimes uh allegedly helped write somehow in some capacity uh 
the Princess Diaries 2. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that. And then Jordan rhymes in with, a, uh, you know, those are based on books. And I'm like, <clears throat> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a whole series written by Meg Cabot. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, had read a different Meg Cabot book, Airhead. And I was like, yeah, that was like a really problematic, like a uh, series genre of books that were super popular when I was in like middle school. So I just dated myself. Um, if you're older me, than me, that's fine. Uh, please don't take it personally. <laughs> um, I'm sometimes an old person at heart with Gen Z mannerisms. Uh, anyway, a super problematic time for literature. And so that's why we want to talk about it right now. Um, because it's like the gossip girl, uh, mean girl, white girl, elitist thing that was so unhealthy <laughs> it's okay yeah. so i think this is so this is before kindles were available mm -hmm. right um so meg cabot i think led the charge on like these books because I so like i think princess diaries that movie was like because i mean disney um but it was a huge blockbuster and mm -hmm. it put a lot of attention on like that genre and then we yeah. have, like you said gossip girl so meg cabot wrote those books, as well as another series called like the mediator series, mm -hmm. which teenage me absolutely loved, like read all those books multiple times. Yeah. But the main, the heroine of those books, like the paranormal activity here is like paranormal activity. <laughs> uh, so like can see and like manipulate ghosts mm. and stuff. So that's her like power, mm -hmm. but she is this entitled rich elite girl who attends this private school and has these like designer like shoes and yep. clothes and she's very like very mean girl and like reading that as a teenager like i didn't think anything of it and that led to like there were so many books like that where you have the main character is basically all of the qualities that we're trying to move away from i think yeah because i just googled because there was another book the it girl series did you ever read no. that mm -mm. it's by a uh, cecily von Vigser, and i think it's like vaguely the basis for gossip girl or if it, it isn't it is uh there's those books and then there's also um the a-list by zoe dean this is like 2003 2005 there was a couple other ones I saw, but these are all books where like these girls are tearing each other down. They are like abusing their friends. They, you know, have one girl who's like the head it girl. And it's just, I'm so glad we have gone away from this like slightly. <laughs> well, I'm glad that the books that are <sighs> popular now, are it's a lot of fantasy romance where yeah. it's, I mean, obviously there's still some problematic elements there, right? Mm -hmm. But this whole focus on being skinny or having yeah. the most popular brand name clothing. I mean, that seemed obviously my memory is altered by the age <laughs> I was at the time, right? Like, I don't know like how much is perception versus reality, yeah. but like the rise of Amazon mm -hmm. in the, in the two thousands until to what we have now that kind of jives with this obsession with, um, consumerism yeah. and image. Yes. Cause that was all, and this was also era, the era of, um, what was the movie or TV show with Tyra Banks? Uh, oh, America's Next Top Model. Yeah, it's Love that, that same. Series. Yeah, hated myself for loving that. Exactly. Series. Like I used to watch that all the time because it would be like constantly on. But it was just that like inundation, like in the books we read, the TV shows, the movies of like the young skinny white girl who like you know wears all of the fancy brands and clothes and like is mean to her friends. Like that was like it yeah everywhere all the time and i feel like thankfully we've gotten to a point where we have like curvy characters or like characters of color or <laughs> yeah like like inclusion not just, and diversity yeah not not just to have it but because that's what the world looks like yeah we don't just have this like one character that's like okay she's the same in all of these books and all of these movies mm -hmm. like good luck if you don't look like this like uh because even the new little mermaid we have like not a white person like how incredible that we have moved past that weird fucking white like ugh. <sighs> yeah it's so, just nice because i was traumatized as a kid reading these fucking books <laughs> and, and you don't realize what you're consuming like and that's what makes me hyper conscious of the books that we're talking about mm -hmm. that are geared for like young readers i think yes. about what would what was i reading at 14 that may have shaped me into who I am now. Yes. And thankfully you and I were reading other books as well that mm -hmm. 
like Crown Duel. Mm-hmm. Um, or Graceling. Yeah. That was like a fundamental book for me. Exactly. And so I just, I hope, I'm glad that one, these books aren't a thing anymore, mm-hmm. but like those, the shows are still a thing. Yep. Ugh. Like the new reboot of Gossip Girl, I feel like had a lot of those same problems and I'm glad it kind of fell off and nobody really talks about it. And like Euph- Euphoria too, um, mm-hmm. that TV show, I feel like that's kind of like fallen off recently, but like we do not need to revisit the Gossip Girl days. No, like that belongs not. in the past. And I think that's why like me and Jordan even like started this podcast is like we wanted to highlight the books that are like more inclusive, more realistic, like better written are like better uh, standards for heroines. That like, are good role models for, yeah. for readers. Yes. Yeah. Instead of like these books that are kind of like pandered on TikTok that are just like this is not a good representation of like love. This isn't good representation of like diverse people. Like these are not maybe the best books to be like glorifying. Like we went through the days of Gossip Girl and, you know, Meg Cabot and all of these very like kind of books. It's like, how about we show you a better way? (laughs) So of the books we've read this Mm -hmm. season, um, I think there's been like 13 or so. Uh, I think so. Right? Like what's the most problematic one that we've read so far? Mm. Um, I would say, so the ending King was like kind of yeah. problematic just because of everything that was going on in that one. Um, also the elf tangent was kind of problematic. It was, uh, that had, Way more than just problematic elements. Yeah. Just the whole, uh, the kidnapping. Yep. Yeah. Uh, didn't love that. The writing style. I, I don't, I'm yeah. going to get off my elf tangent. I'm just looking at our list here. I know. Cause I feel like there was also like problematic elements of all of the books we read. Well, not, so that sounds bad, but like things that the author could have done better as far as like inclusivity in, because mm-hmm. like I did read this thing on Graceling, how um, a reader was frustrated. I think this was like a review on Goodreads. Um, a reader was frustrated that Poe's um, disability, so his like problem when he went blind was solved with magic, which I totally understand. I didn't even like, and I think that's important of like having inclusive voices and having people like make space at the table for all kinds of voices. Cause I didn't even think about that. I was like, Oh cool. Like Poe can see again, but it's like, it would have been better had they not tried to solve this disability with magic and just let him like try to figure it out. Like you don't have some like magic button that you can press and all of a sudden everything is like fine again. So it's like a, there's problematic parts of all of these that could definitely, you know, take some very significant strides in like inclusiveness and like, you know, characters that are maybe like non-binary or characters of color. Um, So I will say that. (laughs) So I did not uh, like pre-roll this question with you before (laughs) uh, I'm asking it of you now. So speaking of, non-binary characters um, and non-traditional characters. Mm. We have not yet read a book with a romance angle that is um, not man-woman. That is true. And I'll just say for myself as a reader, I find it hard to read books like that because I I struggle to relate Mm -hmm. to the characters. Um, And when I read, I want to immerse myself in in that world Mm -hmm. and sit in that that main character's head. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I think it's a bit of a struggle for me to want to read something so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know there are so many good books out now that mm-hmm. are just, that have that yeah. element. Yeah. Have you read any? Um, I'm trying to think. So I got halfway through Gideon the Ninth. Um, and the main character of that, it's more like sci-fi than fantasy, I would say. Mm-hmm. Or, well, mm, I don't know like what genre I would put that in. Um, but the main character is like... Um, they always kind of like bypass it. They never really call her like girl necessarily, or maybe they do, but it's like very like, I would say she's probably like non-binary. Like, mm-hmm. um, and she has like, I think it's called sapphic, uh, sapphic romance where it's like two women. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has this like super fun adversarial relationship with uh, the other girl who's like um, royalty. And then she's like the paladin or champion. Like she's the fighter. And then, you know, the girl that she protects, but, that girl is like a total bitch all the time. And so their dynamic is so much fun. And like, I only got halfway through it because I was reading the audiobook. 
Um, and then I got distracted with life, but that was a super fun. It was like out of my genre a little bit, but like just hearing their like bickering and like how much she's like, I fucking hate you. Can you stop being a bitch? And she's like, I'm not a bitch. I'm just like fancy and doing my life. And it's like, you guys belong together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was a fun one. I feel like I read another one. I think, uh, Tasha Suri, the Jasmine throne. Mm -hmm. I think that might be when I keep seeing uh it's on my TBR list mm-hmm. I think that might be between two women yeah there's another one the iron throne did you ever read that or mm-hmm. the iron butterfly I am not making any sense right I now. can't translate um, it's a red <laughs> it's a uh, like a golden black cover and it has the girl on it um fuck she's in a three-person relationship like oh, polyamory yeah she like doesn't have it's a I think it starts as a love triangle and then it's like we could just all be in a relationship, which cool. I like that re- like resolution of a love triangle more than just yeah. like someone picking someone. Uh, God, what is that fucking book? Mm, I could not. I will have to come back later and tell you. But that's another one that I've heard like rave reviews about it. And it's on my TBR. I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe we need to do one for the pod. Yeah, that would, that would be, be fun. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like... Um, there isn't as much like inclusivity with that as there should be because I feel like all the book talk books are always just heteronormative mm-hmm. relationship and it's like how about we kind of like lift up these books that are maybe like not because just the fact that I'm like struggling to name some yeah you know what I mean or even like uh characters that aren't white there was a, a book that I saw that I almost grabbed, um, and maybe we can revisit. It's definitely Regency Romance, mm. but I was super intrigued by the synopsis. <gasps> Iron Widow. That's what it's called. Oh, I, I have the, seen that one come yep, up. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, okay. So maybe maybe we can do this one, because I think it has come up on a few um, like to-read lists. Mm. Um, so it takes place during the Napoleonic Wars, and these two, I don't know if they start out as friends, Um but these two dudes go off to battle at Waterloo and one dude who's like an earl or a count or some sort mm. of nobleman, um, he sees his friend die, I think. <gasps> and they're like super close friends. Um, and his friend did not die. He faked his death. Oh, because shit. He wa- <laughs> uh, she wanted to like live her life the uh. way she always felt, which was as a woman. Aww. And so she dies uh-huh. and then creates this new life as like um a paid companion oh. to like a like a fancy noblewoman. Hell yeah. And she meets her friend <gasps> later. Oh my god. And he doesn't know it's it's his friend. Yeah. Holy shit. I know. I read the description. I'm like, oh I need I need that in my life. <laughs> That's going to be on my list. So maybe um, we read that one. Yes. Cause like uh Bridgerton so like full circle back to that and we can talk about it more in the actual episode but my favorite fucking like romance that hit me in the face that I was like I love this is the romance between the two fucking butlers oh Uh, oh oh my my god (laughs) that they don't even have that many lines but I was rooting for them I'm like yeah (laughs) god that was so (sighs) so sweet yes okay I'm gonna yeah, we cannot, talk, cannot about. talk about it. We will get derailed again. <laughs> we have to so save that for cute. the Queen Charlotte episode. Yes. Okay. To be continued. Yes. Because they deserve to be talked about. I. Oh, so cute. And his hair, the tall blonde one. Oh, I know, right? Like, <laughs> hmm. Pompadour. Oh, God. Oh, so a few, like, listener notes mm, for mm-hmm. you all. Um, we've kind of played around with our episode structure and yes. some background noises and how we are k- handling our, what, reach out. Oh, fair. Yeah. So we thought we would use Fable more. There was a few episodes yeah. where we um, lobbied hardcore for some Fable use. And we just have found that it's, there's, eh, it's, it's a little work. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to use. It's not great. It's, it's not the best interface for no. what I think we wanted. Yeah. I, I see a lot of readers and, and book clubs working on it really well, but mm-hmm. I don't think it works for us. So no. we have suspended our fable. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were looking for us, please don't look for us there anymore. <laughs> and we're sorry for misleading you. Yeah. Um, 
but we are still very much on YouTube. Yes. Um, if you are not a fan of any of the streaming services that we that we have our podcast on, good old uh, YouTube. YouTube <laughs> has been around and it is a faithful dog. Yep. So <laughs> absolutely. Find us there. Yeah. And we're also on Instagram. If you put the comments there, me and Jordan talk about them every single time because uh, comments are love and it feels nice to be seen. Any comment <laughs> anywhere. Like, it comes in. We see the notification. I take a, I, I take a screenshot. I send it to Katie. She does the same thing, and we lose our shit. Yep, <laughs> we fangirl. Yeah, hardcore. <laughs> so yeah, I hope you guys know we fangirl about you. Yes, <laughs> we love you. Yes. <laughs> yep. That said, with the tender, like yes, very much so. <laughs> well, it's just we love connecting with people who want to connect with the same things. Yes. Like, you, yeah. Like you said at the beginning with the the comment that mm -hmm. um like we have found our people. Yeah. So we are just looking for our people. That's how this podcast happened. Exactly. So if we can have more people at our table. <laughs> Welcome to our Victorian parlor. Oh, oh I love that. <laughs> oh well there we go. Oh my God. Cause you're like the wacky uh I mean that endearingly, but like Victorian woman who like uh invites all of these aren't they called like Bohemians? <laughs> Yes, I know exactly. Yeah. It's like that party that Benedict goes to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where all the people are like painting and like oh, they're, getting they're into having an orgy in the other room. Yes. <laughs> that That's is my this podcast. House. Yep. Okay. Let's uh, caveat that. Not literally. No. No, no, no. We, we are just two nerds sitting over a cheese board <laughs> with yes. a microphone. But we were talking about, uh, you know, the raunchiest of raunchy books. Yep. Um, that synopsis, by the way, that we read that I struggled through was for the ladies' tutor. If okay, you want yeah. to read that. Because I, was thinking as you said that I'm like I don't think we talked about like what book that we is didn't. and people are like can you please like let me know what is the name of that book <laughs> Robin Schoen is the author because that's also on my TBR list now thank you it's it's a cute premise it is because I love books with like a more mature heroine mm -hmm. that has like like that's why I liked and treat me so much because it's like she had a marriage it was great but now it's like okay I know what I want like are you down with this and the guy's like that's an option <laughs> right <laughs> it's just it's because i mean maybe it's our own fault for staying in the genre that we are mm -hmm. which is heavily geared towards younger yeah younger readers yeah we don't we're not gonna see a lot of that yeah because again that speaks to the whole relatability yeah piece. Mm -hmm. so. which i love that new a is becoming a genre now thanks like, god yeah I, like i if i have to read one more time about like a 16 year old that's losing mm -hmm. her virginity like that is required. That's good books for people that are 16 and, but you know, on the brink of losing their virginity or like me and waited a really long time, uh, you know, as like a, <laughs> that could be me. Um, <laughs> I would like something a little bit more mature, like maybe, you know, a 22 year old. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just, not asking for much. <laughs> oh, God forbid we should get into someone in their 40s. Oh, Jesus. I, I could you imagine? No, I don't think I've read any. I uh oh you have your your chick um elf tangent chick uh yeah uh that's what i was about to say so Lindsay burke her a lot of her books feature more mature um main heroines and uh i know that jordan isn't the best fan of Lindsay burke just the elf tangent that's, that's it. Fair. the other one was good <laughs> that's fair um but if you like uh steampunk she has like the emperor's edge series that girl is probably like 35 okay and then her other series i, wonder the, uh, I think it's called enigma is the main the first book in that series she's like 45 and it's like um, she's never been married before, but then she meets someone that's equally like old. I think he's like 47 or something. And they have this like first time relationship. Like, so it's like a older chance at love kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. I just like it because there's a lot less nonsense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> like the miscommunication is like fun and keeps me on the edge of my seat. But there's sometimes that I'm like, you, you guys roll your just eyes. Have You're like mm -hmm. an adult conversation. Work through your issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's yeah. the like the built-in insecurities that exist yeah. in a lot of these characters. Yeah. Which I mean we can all everyone can relate to that on some level, mm -hmm. but it's like at some point you mm. Yep, just be uh I hate using that term like be a man, but I mean that in the like uh not gender specific, just like buck up and be a person buck and talk up, to someone. Up. Yep. Pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, we broke out all of the books that we've covered so far into mm -hmm. six different categories. Yeah. Um, as far as like who did better and what. So those categories are readability, uh, the heroine, uh, romance, fantasy world building, writing style, and like problematic elements. Mm -hmm. 
And we consistently have a lot of the books in the same category. We do. Now that I look at it. Yeah. Or a lot of the same books in different categories. Mm -hmm. That's the better way to say that. Um, Fair. So do you want to talk about readability? Yeah. So the books that we have in this one um, are Crown Duel, Graceling, The Serpent in the Wings of Night, Belladonna, and then A Girl Called Samson. Because, I mean, there's sometimes that, like, for readability, you just want a book that's uh, you don't have to, like, think about as much, you know? I think we need, yeah, to kind of explain what we mean by readability. is yeah. it's Those those are the books that keep you up at night, that keep mm. you going. Like, mm -hmm. the, you may not love all the characters, mm -hmm. but, like, you are invested in the book. Yeah. And you have to keep going. Yeah. There's a certain style of writing, I think, that some authors mm -hmm. have and some don't. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key here yeah the serpent in the wings of night that was your recommendation and that one surprised me yeah i did not see that coming yeah whatsoever because it's one of those books that you don't have to think too much about it it's not like crazy too proud and sure of itself but it's so good like the pacing of it mm -hmm. like the readability of it is just like you smashed out in one day and you're like i am deprived what is it called you have a book hangover yeah yeah that's one of those books. Belladonna was another one like yeah. that. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's easy to read. You want to like bust it out and just like know what happens at the end. Yeah. I didn't love the the main chick in that book. I didn't either as much. But it was still had that like intense entrancement where you're like, you need to finish this book or else you're going to be like living in a daydream. <laughs> and okay. So I know you haven't read A Girl Called Samson, but dear God, <laughs> this book is perfection oh maybe i'll read uh the one you were talking about with the um you have so many on your tv list. you there. have to read son of the shadows first that oh my god i am yeah stressed out she's like <laughs> let's let's stop recording so i can go home and start reading like <laughs> yep. that's what this is right now uh yeah the one where the guy fakes his own death and lives his actual oh, life i'll read that one no, and no, then no. i'll be we have to do that one for the pod oh okay so mm. But I want to read my <laughs> <laughs> uh, So maybe I'll read once we read that one, then I'll immediately follow it up with a girl called Samson. So I'm in the same like vibe. Yeah, mm, I like it. Do you want to talk about the heroine? I was thinking, but we need to. We're going to close out with the best heroine. Oh, so that's I think we're, we're going to. Yeah, we'll skip over this category. Mm -hmm. um, I'll talk about romance. Okay. Yeah. So I think the romance in Belladonna. Mm -hmm. um, it's enough of that, like, back and forth. You don't know yeah. how it's going to end. Like, you're like, oh, who's she going to end up with? Like, even though you don't really give a shit about the main yes. character, you're like, but... There is so much involved in this. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cool romance lines in there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then, uh, I mean, clearly I'm biased, but A Girl Called Samson <laughs> also has the best romance angle. It's like an equal split, but the mm -hmm. romance is so believable between mm -hmm. the two and well thought out. Because mm -hmm. that's so important. I feel like some books, the romance is so like instantaneous or like it feels inauthentic that it kind of like rips you out of it. Mm -hmm. It's like hard to finish. But I feel like Belladonna was so, it's like those two people, um, this is how I imagine like teachers feel when they have two kids in class that they're like constantly fighting and it's like, oh, you guys like like each other <laughs> been like two years yeah. yeah that's how i felt when i was reading belladonna i'm like that's you guys like comparison. each other just wait <laughs> yeah i like that mm -hmm. yeah um so <laughs> fantasy world building i'll let you cover because there's uh, a book on here that we haven't said once that we dedicated <laughs> like three or four episodes to on the pod yeah um okay so books that we have in fantasy slash world building is the serpent in the wings of night um the startup <laughs> the startup <laughs> uh, yes uh spin the dawn and then a promise of fire um so the Stardust Thief had its problems, um, but I will say that the world building in that was so much fun, and it made me mad that the book wasn't more good, so I couldn't enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It made me look for other books with a similar setting. Yeah, because uh, what was the one that you recommended? Um, uh, not this Thread? one. This Woven Kingdom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Super similar, like, um, like setting. And then there was another one, too, The Brass Kingdom, I want to see, say, or The Brass something. I have, okay, so there's actually one. Uh, it's called Daughter of the Salt King. Ooh. And it's. Is that the pirate one? No, not oh. a pirate one. Uh, it's set in a desert setting. There's mm. genies. Ooh. And 
I don't know and I don't want to get burned. There's only like a hundred and something reviews, maybe maybe close to 200 mm. reviews available. So uh -huh. it's it's like a sleeper maybe. Okay. Yeah. But all of the reviews are really good. Ooh. So if anyone has read Daughter of the Salt King, mm -hmm. uh, please let us know if it's any good <laughs> so I can read it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I will say that that one had some like really fun world building. And then one that we haven't talked about really either is A Promise of Fire. It's not really like that one. I thought it was kind of cheesy, but the world building was so fucking cool. It was like one of those where uh, like the Greek gods are super involved in people's lives, but it has like a slightly more modern twist. So it feels like more fun, I guess. But I was so disappointed that this like book wasn't as like good as it could have been. I couldn't even finish it. I yep. couldn't even finish the sample. Yep. That's fair. Yep. It's uh, you have to hurt to get through no, it. No, you don't. You just don't. <laughs> But the like world building was so cool and it made me mad because they even have a different character. Um, so, you know, like Hades and Aphrodite or Hades and Persephone. So they have like a different twist. So uh, the girl's named Celine and she's like the part time lover of Hades, but he sends like all of his like the Cerberus, the mm -hmm. three-headed dog to like protect her and she like comes in to like visit him. And so it's this like fun little like she has like a soft spot for him, but it's like they were such a fun side character Aww. that I didn't even, yeah. So I love that like concept, but uh, it was not <clears throat> that well done. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of similar tangents, uh, do you want to talk about writing style? <laughs> yes. Um, we only have two books on our writing style. Mm -hmm. um, this is how Katie and I operate. We use Excel and we make tables. Yeah, um, we do. <laughs> we have more organization than we know what to do with. Yes. Um, so for writing style, we only have Daughter of the Forest and Crown Duel. Mm -hmm. And I don't even, I mean, I could put A Girl Called Samson on there, but I, I think it's just a simpler writing style. I feel mm -hmm. like Daughter of the Forest is a make you think writing yeah. style. It's a make you like, oh, what does that word mean? Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's so descriptive mm -hmm. and not overly so. It's just enough that the imagery that you get in your mind, by the way, people who can't, can't get imagery in their brains when they're reading, I'm so sorry for yeah. you. Read this book, though, because it might be yeah. um, potentially your answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's just nothing that really compares to mm -hmm. it. It's like it's literature is yep. what I would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If That's exactly how I would describe both Crown Duel and Daughter of the Forest is if you are someone who kind of struggles with like the new kind of era of books, but you like like literature, but you still want that like fun romancy fantasy like i absolutely would say read daughter of the forest and crown duel mm -hmm. like it's um literature level books but fun cute like relationship building <laughs> yes absolutely and then i i think we could probably skip problematic elements i feel like we kind of already talked about it yeah, yeah. so we'll close with that we just have yeah. the undying king and the elf tangent in there for reasons yeah. you already know yep yeah uh, we have several episodes dedicated yeah. to that yeah but again all of them are kind of problematic in that they're all one type of heroine mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so so dun 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 we have gotten to our heroines our heroines there's only there's only two options and if you don't know who they are by now <laughs> then you shouldn't be listening to us or you're very confused yeah like i don't really know who these people are <laughs> did you even listen to <laughs> But also, we've been all over the place on this episode. We have, yes. Uh, but we do want to finish by identifying who our favorite heroine is at this yes. point in this in our season. Mm -hmm. um, I'll leave it to you. There's two different lists that have our best heroines, so maybe I'll leave it to you. <laughs> okay, well, hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, she's like her brain is like short circuiting right now. It's the best. It's our best heroine with a caveat, which is I think Graceling. I would I would agree. I think she is the strongest, most well-rounded heroine yeah that sets the best example for a young reader or any reader yes mm -hmm. i agree with that because i i have mentioned it before but i read this book at a very like you know influential point in my life around like the 16 15 time range and like i wanted to be like katza and like there is a little bit of a problematic like you know she's not very emotional and she doesn't like express how she's feeling but i think her like story arc with 
Poe and like learning to be a little bit more like that is such a good like example for like young girls or, you know, even like young boys too that have trouble like expressing themselves. And it's like, no, you should find someone you're comfortable with who like is supportive of you and like takes their time and wants to listen to you. But like you should also be like sure of yourself and like proud of your abilities and like can manage, you know, your emotions like Katza is towards the end of the book. It's like that's such a good role model for girls. Like, yeah. The only yes. caveat that exists for this is that the book can get slow. Yes. Yeah, um, and you don't feel as invested. I would say so. Yeah. Especially in comparison to our other books. Yeah. And our, so that kind of leads us into our, our other toss up book, mm -hmm. which is obviously crown yep. duel. I <laughs> the mean, book that started it all. The book, I mean, we started with it for a reason. Yeah. So I think Mel, unlike Katniss, she is not super confident. She's mm -hmm. not very strong. I think what makes her a great heroine is that she learns and she self-corrects yeah. and she's very relatable. Yes. I would say, yeah, like crown duel Mel is like who you are maybe. And then like gracing and Katza is who you want to be. Mm -hmm. Like they are both good for different points in your life. Cause like Mel is so relatable. So like everyone has gone through that like moment of like self doubt and like lack of confidence. And you're like, I can't do this. Like I'm just, you know, some ho bunk nobility from the forest. I don't know anything. Um, that's probably very obscure. And I don't know that anybody else feels that way, <laughs> myself included. But like we have those moments of self-doubt. So it's like a, such a good like she can do it. I can do it. Exactly. And so she doesn't start out like in the book as a as a place where like, oh, she's someone like you root for her. But like what she got going. For yeah. Her. <laughs> but like what comes to mind is that scene like right in the middle of the book where there's a bit of a slump where mm -hmm. she's healing and recuperating yeah. in that the family home, mm -hmm. the innkeeper. Yeah. And she makes all these kind of realizations about her place in the world. Yeah. And has to adjust uh, her expectations to match that. Yeah. Which. That's yeah. such a good lesson. Yeah. Because I feel like I even struggle with that right now. It's like, okay, Girl, let's kind of <laughs> take a look at what things, where things stand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they were all good heroines in their own way. And Except some, some were not mm, as strong as others. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um, that's, that's a good stopping point. I think it is. I can't wait for our future books. I so know. from our shelf to yours. We'll see you on the next page. Hi readers. If you'd like to help us pick our next book, send us a message on Instagram. Or if you'd like to just listen, we post new episodes every Monday on Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Music. Thanks for listening.